0: You're banned. Sorry, you're banned. Uh, too bald. Well, thank you.
1: Fine. Hello, everyone. Welcome to an almost banned edition of ARG Presents. I'm your previously banned buddy, Amigo Aaron. Joined by a man that should be banned, I give you the Brent. It's true. I'm yeah. too good for the platform. <laughs> <You're> too- <laughs> Well, and when you're too good for our platform, it really means something. <laughs> Listen, everybody, you probably wonder why the jerk jumped me right there. There's a reason why. Because this week we spent the wheel, we made the deal, and bam, it's banned video games. They're banned. They've been for banned. For stupid reasons. For stupid reasons. That's when this guy comes into play. The little guy right there. <laughs> why is Cletus pointing at me? <laughs> because, I, don't, I don't know if I like that. Yeah, because oh, you're, the, you're the dumb you're the bad, the one that should be banned. Uh, so we spent a we made the deal, we're going to be talking about games that are banned for stupid reasons, the Brent, and yes. they're the stupidest of reasons. Now, you know, I looked into this a little bit to see what exactly would cause these various games to be banned and where, because it doesn't seem like a bunch of stuff gets banned here in the States, but sometimes it, gets, it does. What did you
0: come across during your uh, search for a game this week? Well, let's let's take a step back. All right. First of all, you have some some country or in the world that will allow everything all the time. Yeah. That's actually of very rare quality. Yeah. Uh, then you've got your next step down, and you say, listen, I'm going to either ban games for uh, violence or uh, of a sexual nature. Oh, yes. Come or... Uh, for a political view or standpoint. Yeah. And that's that's sort of your typical ban, banning reasons. And then you got the stupid reasons. Right. And that's usually when a country just plucks a game, sometimes out of just thin air, and says, like, you know what? Uh, you're banned. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and you have to wonder if these type of games are politically motivated in some way. Yeah. Or... or Maybe they're doing somebody a personal favor. I don't know. Yeah, but it, yeah, there's a lot of games out there that are just banned for stupid reasons. Yeah, just to go into a couple of reasons,
1: I found. I was, I was like this, and someone seems surprised because right now there's a football manager game on the screen. The reason stuff like that's banned, there's several of these that are banned in countries, is because they mention. Countries that other countries don't, don't like. like, yes, and so they don't want that. They don't want that uh, country to be mentioned as a country. And you you, you figure it out. Yep. Uh, you've also got the straight up hotness factor, nudity, uh, sec- like you mentioned, sexual nature. A couple of the big ones uh, that I saw that were banned in some countries was the guy game, which if you watch the video, we're seeing a clip of that. You're also got uh, BM X. Remember that stupid yep. game. That was another one they got banned because it was dumb. Another one I saw banned in a bunch of places was were those stupid postal games. <clears throat> it's funny how uh, you could get your dumb game over by putting in some crap to get it banned because postal. There was a ton of those things, you know. And it, heck, it might still be going on. Uh, but that was another one I saw get banned for. Uh, a lot. Those are really the big reasons. Now there are some places, and I will talk. We've talked about it before on the show. Germany. They were banning games left and right if they were, like, uh, certain types of violence that they didn't like. They would ban them. So there's a ton of games banned in Germany. I, I didn't go for the low-hanging fruit, though. No, like yeah,
0: actually, I didn't either. Uh, you've also... I mean, in my opinion, if you ban a game because it's too violent... Yeah. If that's your country's stance, I don't consider that a, a stupid reason. I, I, well, I mean, I think it's a stupid reason, but if that fits your country's culture... Fine, yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Same thing with games of a, of a sexual nature. I mean, I <laughs> some, if you have any nudity at all in your game, you're instantly banned. That's not the case in, in uh, the United States. They actually let you get away with a lot. Um, it's it's when you make these arbitrary banning rules. That's really what I feel like this category is all about. Yeah, yeah, I, I would agree with you on that. Uh, it's funny, though, just to look at the ban list. There's there that would
1: surprise you, one of the things that surprised me was the there were several countries where the Pokemon game Pokemon campaign, Go yeah and not just Go but yeah but you know, all Pokemon games. Yeah. It's because they had uh, religious issues with the, po- the whole Pokemon franchise. And also, they thought it promoted I don't know illegal acts. I saw that a couple of places Pokemon Go and Pokemon Go has it's kind of people think it's kind of subversive because of the way it. I mean, it is a if you look at Pokemon Go from the outside, it's like walk up to arbitrary spots and stand there and look intently at stuff. It's like if you don't know what the game is, you would be like, "What's going on here?" No, nah, this nah, seems inverted. That's ridiculous. You know, so I'm just saying, I can understand that. It. I it's still dumb, but I can understand it. So we had uh, we had quite a few game opportunities to choose from. Uh, I, well, so, do you want to leave the dance this week, or would you like me to take the take the helm, Scotty? Yeah, I'll
0: go first. I haven't been first for a Grant while. Grant picked
1: one that really surprised me, uh, but it was, I was happily surprised because I was so intimate with the game.
0: Yeah. I picked EverQuest, the original EverQuest, due to its pant banning in Brazil. <laughs> okay. I did not know that. <clears throat> yes. Uh, EverQuest, for <clears throat> anyone who doesn't know, is a game... That originally was released uh, by Sony Online Entertainment back in 1999. Oh, uh, that God. that long ago. Yeah, that, that was the North American release. Uh, it released over in Europe in 2000. Uh, of course, it had many spin-offs, many expansions. It's a massively multiplayer online game of the 3D variety. Yeah, and uh, it was <clears throat> it was a big deal. It was one Big the, deal. It was like the
1: earliest, like the second wave of these games, right? Yeah. Right after like Ultima Online. Correct.
0: And what EverQuest tried to do was really get that D&D feel. Uh, you had lots of classes you could choose from, lots of races you could choose from, and the world was actually balanced into good and evil. You had your evil races, evil in quotes, I'm sure they don't think they're evil, and good races, and uh, uh, it was the kind of game that was new. It was fresh. It isn't like it is today where you've got thousands of these things. I mean, literally thousands if you go looking hard enough. But it was something that was new and fresh. And it, it was a huge time sink. <laughs> I know many people, because this came out when I was in college, and I know many people that would just... Not go to class. And it was 100% because they wanted to play EverQuest. Or work, for example. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, I I played EverQuest. I didn't get on the very first release of EverQuest. It actually took me uh, a couple months down the line. And then when I got into it, I got into it heavy. It didn't destroy my life like I know it did for some people. But uh, I I played it a lot. Did you play it when it initially released? Yeah, I did. I got in early. Uh,
1: I Kino server. Yep. Good to go. And uh, we <laughs> got in. Uh, we got in real early because a game like this, it's funny to describe a game like EverQuest now, but this seemed like this was like a, a D and VR Nirvana. Yeah. You were just like, oh my god, because I'd seen like Ultima Online. I was like, I don't, I don't <laughs> like the interface here. I don't have that same slant that you that uh, Ultima Online had. I wasn't the biggest Ultima guy either, but this right here, I was like, Man, I could I saw how you how you rolled up a character and how the inventory worked And everything. I was like, Man, this is the one. So I much like uh COH, I was on uh Everquest real early in the game. I've still got in fact, you, know, you can't see it off camera, right behind us is my Everquest map
0: hanging up to the cloth, yeah, the map. cloth map that yeah. came with the original game, yes. Um. Another aspect of of EverQuest, outside of its addictive properties, uh, because this was a game, this was a time commitment. The world, even in the very beginning, was huge. And it made itself feel even larger by, if you wanted to sail to a different continent or something, it was an actual real-time 30-minute boat ride. You would have to wait for the boat to show up, Get on the boat. And low be the man that falls off that boat. Yeah. <laughs> because you had to go recover
1: your corpse, and that was a disaster. Don't <clears throat> worry if you got attacked by sharks or something out there
0: occasionally. That would happen. That yes. That sucked. Yeah. Uh, so, a lot of people, when they hear that a game like this got banned, uh, a lo- most people think it's because it's of its addictive nature. <laughs> that that okay. is the number one reason why it should be banned. <coughs> Addictive nature. So, when I first rolled into this, I thought, oh, here it comes. Video games are addictive. And and anything can be addictive. Brazil's going to drop the hammer. Addictive nature crap. No. No? No, that's not why they did it. Okay. Alright. Brazil said that EverQuest was banned because you could take good quest or evil quest. And... That having to make that decision right. was stressing the citizens of Brazil so much that it was affecting their health. Really? The decision to be good or evil? Yes. And this was made from uh, a high court decision. This was the high court saying, listen, full country ban, bam. You can no longer buy EverQuest in Brazil. They weren't banning the playing of it because you know you can't you can't police that. Yeah. But they were banning the sale of EverQuest throughout all of Brazil because choosing between good and evil too hard. Too hard for the public. Now Aaron. So it's not the choice of becoming evil, it's just the fact that there was a choice. That's correct the The choice that you could do good or bad quest was too stressful for the Brazilian people all right now really aaron here's my here's here's the problem with that right yeah all right problem number one like I said everQuest released north america nineteen ninety nine europe two thousand right. so pretty much globally by by two thousand um yeah the ban. Started in 2007, <laughs> okay, and wasn't enforced until 2008. So they, you could buy the game
1: and play it for seven or eight years.
0: Well, I mean, once you own the, once you had the game, they weren't stopping you from playing it. They were stopping you from selling it. Right. Well, here you, you've hit upon problem number two in this banning, Aaron. Yeah. EverQuest was never for sale in Brazil. <laughs> Okay. So they banned a game that was never for sale uh, almost n- nine years after it was released. Yeah. A- and talk about what? What? Did
1: they have a reason for doing that? I mean, we know yeah. the reason because of the good news, but why would you ban a game that wasn't available in your country?
0: They, they, <laughs> I, no. This was, from what I could understand, and the research I did, this was 100% politically motivated. Why? I I don't know. (laughs) (coughs) Apparently, there was uh, a setting judge that had a beef with the game, uh, or his kid, or... No, it wasn't his kid. It was one of his friend's kids was playing video games too much, so he kind of the friend went to the judge and said, hey, can you can you do something about this? And uh, at the same time they banned EverQuest uh, in 2007, enforced in 2008, they also uh, banned CSGO, or Counter-Strike, sorry. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> which also released in like five years prior to the ban. So complete idiocy, from beginning to end. Could you log on to servers in Brazil? Is yes. I mean, if you... if you Yes. Okay. Yeah. but And that wasn't technically illegal. Now, you know how software is, especially in, in other countries. Were there boxes of EverQuest on shelves being sold? Yeah. yeah. Okay? Yes. That stuff's going to happen. Imports or illegal copies, although illegal copies of EverQuest, it was... Very difficult, maybe not by two thousand and nine, but um, so they did actively take copies of EverQuest off the shelves uh but they were never supposed to be for sale there anyway, but that's not the reason why they got banned. very strange, very odd uh, the brand, so to this day, the band's still in effect, and is it i I have read that the ban was lifted for everywhere except for one city. Yeah. But I cannot find that date. So I'm not 100% sure. I can't verify that it was ever unbanned. Uh, but it was... I, I did definitely see somewhere that said it was only banned in one city of Brazil now, not the entirety of Brazil. Very or strange. one... and Not city, but whatever Brazil calls their things. Now, real quick, Aaron... I, but because we're never going to be coming back this way again yeah, for EverQuest. No, never. Um, I, I want to talk about the game as it is now versus as it was then. Yeah. You played EverQuest recently. What did you think?
1: So I played EverQuest a ton back in the day. Uh, I was one of the people that was adversely affected by this game. I remember distinctly sitting in a uh, uh, tavern, the upstairs room uh, over this where the trading area was in uh, Freeport just to watch the various uh, uh, auctions, yeah, the player auctions, so I could try to get a deal on a vest or shoes or some kind of stupid crap. I spent many hours doing this, by the way. So I mean,
0: I, it is what it is. Now, th- now in the modern EverQuest, which is what I was asking about, yeah, yeah all that stuff's gone. Uh, yeah. Modern EverQuest is a completely different beast with the same... Style graphics, yeah, that's they, where I was heading because
1: the, the the stuff that the even more archaic, like outdated stuff is they did get rid of it. I mean, they've done a good job, an amazing job updating the game to sort of be far less ancient than it is. I mean, I'll give them credit; they've done a, there's a lot of like quality of life stuff in there, but you know, the the game itself it's I, I don't enjoy it like I used to because the play style in it. It is a feeling to me, like it used yeah. to be. Something else about it. Now I will say that one of the fun things is to go through it, and this is something EverQuest Two killed for me. Is that I've been through all the areas of EverQuest so much that I, they're like areas I like to visit. I want to go through High Pass Hold. I want to go to Kino's Hills. I want to go to Blackboro and all these different places. <clears throat> and a lot of that stuff got changed. Oh, they got rid of that all that in this in EverQuest Two. Because it was a different time in Norath and also the Jive. I went, that, and that was a real bummer because I wanted to see what those things looked like with better graphics and stuff. But even that appeal doesn't cut it for me in EQ going back to play now. I just, I can't get into it. And when you've played modern MMOs, more modern, and I, get, I keep referring to COH, but everything in COH is a thousand times better in terms of teaming up with people, getting around. The ability to do stuff, the ease of use, like they, they really hit the nail on the head. So it's when you've had caviar, it's hard to go back to having spam. You know what I mean? In my yeah. opinion. Yeah,
0: something I want to mention. Uh Sony sold EverQuest to Daybreak Studios. Yeah. And they're the people who currently keep uh EverQuest up and running. To be fair, for a game that is now twenty four years old. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. EverQuest is amazing. Yeah. However, I do agree. I, I went back to EverQuest and I, I took a character up to what was then the max level, which I believe is 90. Uh, and I had a lot of fun. It's something I, I played with, with a couple friends and we would just, you know, grind out levels, doing certain things. The world now is so gargantuan, so many places to go. You'll never see it all. Yeah. Uh, but. They also, when you have that much expansion, you have to also make the world smaller by making travel exponentially faster. Now you can just pretty much appear where you want to appear. Well,
1: you know, something... I mean, I don't know why you ended up quitting the original, but for me, they released an expansion where they introduced those lizard people, the Kunark, I think what it was called... And I had built up a monk with the best stuff I could buy and instantly all of his equipment was like second rate when the expansion came out and it irritated me. And I was like, you know, I don't need this. And that's when I left uh, and uh, uh, never went back. Uh, And Brent's right. You can get around a lot better now that the worlds are huge, but there's also a lot of empty space. Like in the old game, you'd go in there and every part of the whole world was, you know, except for the real rare areas, there was always people there. You know, now not so much. It's not so, it's a, as an MMO, uh, it depends on how much it bothers you that there aren't any people around. Like, we play COH, which is like five people in the whole server, so it's not that big a deal. Uh, but for this, uh, it's just, I, I feel like I'm out of touch, and it was a game that I lost touch yeah. with, and I
0: really don't want to talk to anymore anyway. <coughs> you are out of touch, but that's okay. Mm. Take um, off. Uh, I appreciate whatever quest was, and I appreciate whatever quest is. And it's it's sad that our friends down in Brazil can no longer experience the fun of EverQuest. <laughs> yeah,
1: that is a bummer. But that's a that's a weird one. That's a weird one, man. You know, I took a different approach. To, now mine still had, got banned. But there's this game I've been wanting to try, and it's one of those that sticks in the back of my because I never I never played it, and I, I was always perplexed by it. If I'm honest the name, I didn't understand what was going on with it. And so when I saw this game on some band list, I was like, man, this is a, this is double trouble because I can use this game to play, this uh, particular subject to play the game. And so that's what I ended up doing. So the game I picked is a more modern game. It's full title is Mark Echoes Getting Up, Contents Under Pressure. Which that in itself I always thought was kind of amusing because the title is so long. So, Mark Echo, she almost called it Mark Gecko. Mark Echo, <laughs> published by Atari, if you can believe that. This is the uh, zombie apocalypse of Atari that was well gone. Yeah, that by name only. Developed by the collective, which ended up becoming Double Helix, uh, and uh, was released February fourteenth, two thousand six. For the original Xbox, the PS2, and Windows, I played the Windows version. As it, I, I believe, and you can. By the way, this is now available on Steam,
0: which I think you got it on Steam, didn't yes. you? Yes. What'd you pay for this, if I may ask? Um, I I backdoored my key. Yeah, I don't so know what that I, means. I got it. I got a key for nine dollars. Backdoored your <clears throat> key? Yeah. I want to know what that means. Uh, it's it's for sale right now for fifteen. Yeah. But the it has been on sale for as cheap as two. Okay, there you go. Um. The, uh, so get this. I was like, who's behind this game?
1: The executive producers of this are Mark Echo and, uh, Sean David Rosen. The story by Mark Echo, the creative direction by Mark Echo. This guy's a triple threat. So <laughs> I, I was like, who the heck's this Mark Echo guy? Cause this guy heard his name. I don't know who he was. Did, did, I mean, do you know who he is? No clue. So, uh, I'm Mark,
0: guessing a graffiti
1: artist. Born Mark Louise Milkowski. So he made a good move there. Uh, He, uh, from my neck of the woods in New Jersey, and he's a fashion designer. His occupations are listed as fashion designer, artist, and entrepreneur. So he does three things. So this guy started a t-shirt line called Echo Unlimited uh, with some help from his family. Got the t-shirt, and apparently his shirts were, were, uh, uh, got over with certain key people in the fashion industry, the two that are mentioned here are Spike Lee and Chuck D. And then I guess he also got featured on, like, uh, uh, Good Morning America, the Today Show, something like right. that. And then it took off. Uh, and Echo, if you were, and I guess they're still around. I couldn't, I didn't see anything that said they weren't. But the key thing about Echo stuff, and I did see this, thing, was they had a picture of a rhinoceros. Like the, like uh, uh, on it, there, a lot of their stuff had a rhino picture on it. All right, and Echo was spelled with like a, the cool guy style with a with this long mark over the O. You know, it was, it was it's fashion, brother. You don't have to you don't have to know. So anyway, Mark Echo is a fashion designer, and so he also got into sort of like the hip hop and skateboard scene with his clothing. Like they got over with those people, and so you got to remember this era a lot of video game studios were looking for something different, yeah. th- more in touch with the youth of the day, that sort of thing. And so uh, this atmosphere birth birthed Mark Echo getting up contents under pressure. Again, I had no idea what this game even was when I picked it, so I was interested to see what it was. And what it is is a game where you play a rogue uh, tagger. You're basically a guy who goes around and tag stuff like spray paint artists, graffiti artists, right? Mm-hmm. And this is a game that explores the seedy underbelly, uh, uh, the society of graffiti artists. I wonder if this is a real society. I mean, I, I know there are famous graffiti artists. Yes. But one would wonder if there are gangs of graffiti artists. They pummel each other well, with graffiti art, uh,
0: like a stake of where you sign stuff. It's it's an interesting thought. No, I mean, I mean yes. Yes. Is that a hundred percent happens. Oh, it's not that graf- it's not that there are graffiti artist gangs. There yeah. are gangs that use graffiti. Yeah.
1: Okay. So you play a guy named Coltrane. His and he, his train is his tag. Train T R A N E, and you're in a city. Uh, it's all fictional of New Radius. All right. New Radius was is just like your typical like city with a lot of uh, uh, rage going on and protests and stuff. Train's only job, the way he feels, like he just wants to get himself out there as a graffiti guy, right? And so one thing you learn early in this game is like self-promotion is the key thing for train. This guy signs his name everywhere. That's something else I wonder about graffiti artists. Do they actually is this they just go around and tag something like 50 times with their name just over and over? Because that's what you do in this game. So the, this game's actually sort of like several different games in one. What it what it really is is a is a beat 'em up in a lot of ways. You roll around his train and you're fighting a lot, lots of fighting. The fighting in it is uh, uh, you know 3D. It's open space fighting, right? But when you get into a fight, generally you're in an area where the fight takes place. Arena. It's not like you're running city like across 50 streets beating each other. No, it's arena style. Yeah, and then the, what, it, what it reminded me of quite a bit, uh, it, but not the, in the best way, it was, the, it was the similar sort of look to it that you would have gotten in Def Jam Fight for New York, including the impact of the moves, the animation of the characters, the guys you're fighting. You're fighting a lot of guys who are like, uh, 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 you know, from the hood, they're, or they're hip-hop guys, you know, and so you've got a lot of, of that sort of element going on. Now I'll get into this a in minute, but some of this stuff I had to laugh at because it was so ludicrous. So anyway, but uh, so there's the fighting element of the game. <gasps> then there's an element of like of platforming to the game. Uh, this game is like if Def Jam Fight for New York had a very ugly like child with Mirror's Edge, yeah. Basically, they, they where you you're shimmying along stuff, you're pulling yourself up, maybe sort of like a, a like the more modern Prince of Persia's, you know, where you do that stuff. Uh, train is pretty agile. He can go up drain pipes. He can he can balance. Oh, no, he's Spider Man. Yeah, he can he can he can shimmy across stuff and go up and down ladders. <clears throat> so so part of the part of the uh, coolness of being a tagger is that you have to go and tag places that you are real hard to get to. Right, your guy sort of has like the spotty sense of uh, graffiti, basically that will tell you okay you need to go up here to get. To, and so you've got to try to work your way up these weird spots. And then you go up there, and, you, and then the third part of the game is the tagging element itself. The tagging element, you're, so I didn't know this. I wonder if this is real. So the, the graffiti artist, he has like a book that has all of his art in it, right? And so I guess this is how he remembers what to do, you know, or makes stencils. And so what he'll do is he takes the book, and you can, when you go to a place, you can. there are different levels of graffiti you can drop. You can just literally, like some of his graffiti, he just he's got these hello my name is train stickers he just slaps them on a wall bam yeah. that's just that's graffiti and then sometimes it just takes it goes train and then just leaves that's it and then sometimes it's this big elaborate thing the things you can't do are like make your own graffiti that's out you can't upload any pictures any of that crap that you've got a you've got a certain amount of graffiti that you're going to learn um so as you go through the story, you realize, I didn't get super far into it, but I got far enough to see what was going on. The first early parts of this game are figuring out how to play the game. It's like a, a, a Very tutorial. Like, yeah. And then you realize as you start to insert yourself into the lifestyle of the graffiti artist that the world is kind of interesting. Like, for example, there's a, he, he has a rival graffiti gang. And I love the description of these guys. They're all like uh, uh, trust... Fun kids, that are rebelling against their parents. Let, that's what he said. He when They all wear colors based on the local basketball team. Yeah. And so the first thing they do is beat the crap out of you, and it's deservedly so, right? Oh yeah, you're asking. Well yeah, because you're tagging over their stuff, and they're a big gang. You're also beating the crap out of their guys. And then eventually, you like you've got sort of a guardian angel who kind of like he's a, another he's another graffiti guy who's like keeping an eye on you. And then you also will meet, now uh, uh, I'll look this up. You meet famous graffiti guys in the game. Like, so did you know there are famous graffiti guys? Yeah. So here are some of the guys you meet Cope 2, right? Futura, which I did meet him in the game, and Scene are in the game. The art. Now, I've never heard of these guys, but I'm not deep into the graffiti underworld. But like, he could actually basically get them to like autograph his book. You know, like, I, when I met Future, he gave me some tips. He got, and the best part, he goes, ah, next time you see me, just call me Larry. I guess he doesn't want to be no, walking around and be like, hey, Futura. Because he also, at the end of the conversation, he goes, thanks, Fuch. And I'm sure when he said Fuch, he was like, no, just call me Larry. Don't call me Fuch. You know. So those are the three elements of the game. How well do they work? Well, the fighting element is uh, w- the controls in this game are just wacky yeah. to me. Uh, you're using the keyboard. I was using the keyboard, the joystick, and the mouse. Uh, were you? Is that the way you did it? <laughs> it's like, hit E. It's like, why am I hitting E to pick this up? I've got 30 buttons here. What am I... And when it came time to try to actually write my name on something, I was like, what am I doing? And I was like, is it the mouse? And it was. I was like, what's happening? So you have to use all your controllers, everything at your disposal to play this game. The fighting I would call... Brutal. If you get two guys on you, or even three, you're so you're deep trouble. There's a lot of running, scampering. They give they give train a lot of cool moves, and you can earn more moves as you go through yeah. the game. But like he's got some pretty good dodges and stuff. It's, but I mean, it's still you get ganged up one and just they beat the tar out of you. There's also weapons in the game. There's also stuff like yanking guys off ledges. <laughs> Couldn't believe that. You just grab a guy, just hurl him to his death. Oh, yeah. Train's a killer. Don't, <laughs> absolute murder. Yeah, yeah, he will kill you. By the way, that happens to you, too. Sometimes when you try... This had to be a bunch of times when i try to grab a sucker, I'd screw up and just fall to my death. That happened to be a bunch of times. There's a lot of times you can fall to your death. Then you got to start the chapter over. That's pretty irritating. Um, the, the tagging is it, it sort of breaks up the fun to me because it takes so long. And the thing is, there's an art to the tagging because if we do it wrong... You make your tag look like crap. Because you, when you're you're physically sort of moving the spray can, if you stay in a spot too long, you'll put a big blotch on it. Yeah. You ever have that happen? Drips. And then yeah. you get, like, points deducted for sucking, basically. Yep. Uh, there's also, I mean, it's the stuff you would expect in a game where you run around a fight. There's, like, energy drinks and, like I said, weapons and obstacles. You could throw guys in the walls and in the, you know, crap like that, cages and stuff. The story was interesting the, the game has a ton of, like, uh, big stars in it. So get this, uh, Brent. Uh, uh, Adam West is in it. Yep. Right? Uh, Sean Puffy Combs is in there. Rosario Dawson's in there. My favorite, Eddie Murphy's brother, Charlie Murphy. He's in there. He plays he, he plays the big fat guy you pummel in that one scene. Yep. Uh, uh, George Hamilton's the mayor. <laughs> that in itself is great. You remember George Hamilton? So you've got a pretty good... And there's more than that. I saw, the, like... Uh, uh, Andy Dick is. A, there's a yep. ton of people in there, so it, uh, it, it's quite. It's quite the ensemble cast. The story. Uh, it, it, this came out a long time ago. If this came out now, I would be like, man, this is some hokey stuff. It's I mean, it's sort of like, it's like urban rap legend four, basically. It's like it's just like as generic as they come. But I mean, for the time, this was probably fairly cutting edge. And it's not a story you would have seen that often in a video game. You know what I mean? I mean seriously, the you know the game Maybe. elements and stuff, and the, and certainly not the not the uh, elements of of the underworld art scene and stuff. You know, and there's a lot of government. There's, I mean, as you get into this game, and I'll watch some footage that well past where I got. There's a lot of like. Messaging about the government, and, and and there's a even at the very beginning, there's a scene where you're just got you're walking the wrong way against traffic, like a million people, they're all dressed the same, and you're the only guy and you're walking. Like, I mean, it's so visually dopey, you're just like, man, they didn't, they weren't the least bit subtle about the messaging here, like this guy's a, he's fighting the man or whatever. What did you think before we get into
0: the game overall?
1: What did you think about the you know the fighting and the? Uh, uh, and the elements of tagging. Did you, did, could, what did you think about the controls? What did you think about all this stuff? Uh,
0: it's unfortunate that they they tried to be so complex with the controls when it was a hundred percent unnecessary. Now I played this with a controller. Yes. This was made to be played with a keyboard and a mouse. Yeah, I play well, I played with both. I, yeah, I did both. You have to play it with both. Well no, you can play it all keyboard and mouse.
1: Oh yeah, but I mean if you're using a controller,
0: you have to use the keyboard. There are and mouse. occasionally yeah. that you well, I mean I I'm when you just start up the game, first of all I I had a some issues getting this to run. Oh yeah. But I did get it to Off run. On Steam too. Yeah, cuz I uh found a copy. Yeah. Well, I, I I purchased mine. Yeah. And it had some issues getting started, but I got them figured out. And I'm not going to blame the game for that. The game's old. It it's not it's not made for modern hardware. It works though. Now, that said, the controls for this are sinfully bad and they actually hurt the gameplay in such a way of the, the over complexity of the controls make the game not fun yeah i mean i, I yes
1: <coughs> I, and this uh, i agree with you the the because the, the, the game the game itself the look of the game the the, the amount of moves you get the finding moves getting more things to use on the walls you can even, like, some point, I didn't get to do this, but you can, like, light up a paint can and blow torch a sucker yep. with it. You can whack guys with a paint can. There's a lot of stuff you can do, but they made the controls stupid. Real yes.
0: stupid. And yeah. they, it was <clears throat> needlessly stupid. Like, why were they did it? I wonder if the console ports of this, that wouldn't have been an issue. Yeah. And I didn't... We both played on Windows, so I wouldn't yeah. know that. So, let's, let's take a step past that. What do I think of... The concept you you play as train train is incredibly unlikable yeah uh, maybe he, he he finds his purpose past the point I got in the game uh, and I got I got several levels into it. oh yeah yeah uh, you goes bigger pretty quick what you figured out and I the entire time and he is set up to be a troubled youth yeah the very first scene is him walking away from his mama. And the mama being like, the listen. typical mom. She's got her hair curled or just in like a nightgown. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, I think it's his grandmother. Yeah. But it, it, it's her saying, listen, you leave, it's over. Don't come yeah. back. And um, I get that they, the beginning part of the game, you're su- I think you're supposed to not like the guy, right? But he is just one step above kicking puppies annoying. Yeah. Or, uh, uh, or not annoying, but unlikable. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and that that's tough. That's tough when you start a character that far in the hole, and you're the one playing them. At least for me, I was I I never got to the point where I was rooting for him. Even and I I watched the game beginning to end. I watched the entire game. Yeah. Okay. Oh wow. Uh, I, I mean, I played. It's, it's I, long. like yeah. Nine hours. Oh well, no 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 no. I watched the speed run. Um, and the, the plot takes him. From punk to political activists, uh, and he—you he, can see in the story where he starts to turn around, but he starts so far in the hole that it's—it's hard to want him to get better because he's—he's he's just a lost cause. Uh, the tagging aspect, I, I thought was fun. I, I thought it was very entertaining. I liked it that it was simple enough that uh, you know I never failed it. But it was complex enough that it wasn't just going up, hitting a button, and it does it all automatically. Yeah. It, it had some element of skill, no matter how small. It's sort
1: of like a lock picking in a game where you just kind of go up. It's sort of. It takes a minute
0: or two. And sort of. Can, yeah. Um, the uh, so that's the story. That's the 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 tagging. Uh, the fighting. It's I. Right. It could have been okay. It, it, it was I. Right. Yeah, I didn't have a problem with it. I mean, the control of the fighting stuff. Oh well, no! Well, the controls are a problem yeah. from beginning to end. Yeah.
1: No, I thought the fighting was. I mean, what, what do you think about having multiple people on your back? Though
0: was, I never uh, had problems.
1: Oh, that really? Yeah. I mean, you, I, you need to do a lot. I learned early that defensive roll. Get used to
0: using that a lot. I used the. I, I grabbed everybody.
1: Oh, I, th- I had trouble grabbing because it also did something else. And it used to drive it was driving me nuts.
0: Yeah, I, I grabbed everybody, and you can grab them three three combo attack, puts them on the ground, you can kick them three times from there, that's over three-fourths of their life gone Yeah, instantly. Yeah, that's so a good, I, that's a good I really, angle. I really had no problem with that part of it. Now, Aaron, wouldn't it, wouldn't
1: it have been great? I know where you're going. I'm getting there. Don't worry. But wouldn't it have been great if to have a game sort of like this with the Def Jam engine where you could have taken those guys with all their cool moves out and actually met those guys on the streets and stuff? That's like the ultimate game. Dev Jam preceded this game by a couple years. No, so
0: I, I don't think that would have been a good fit at all. I think it would have been awesome. I, the, the the other issue I had, yeah, this would have been exponentially more fun if I could make my own tag. Yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: and I didn't like very many his either. Well,
0: I mean, I, I get it. They're trying to do a story aspect. But uh, uh, I would have rather have done my own thing. Yeah. So, I mean, and the rest of it's mostly like,
1: oh, this graffiti artist is wrecking the city, that crap, plus the other stuff. It's the usual stuff you get, expect. Yeah,
0: you get blamed for yeah. a murder you didn't actually commit. Yeah. Then you've got to show that the mayor is the guy that actually murdered the guy, and blah, blah, So blah,
1: blah. you're probably asking yourself, uh, as Mitch uh, Yomini Chat asked, uh, why did a game like this get banned and where? Well, I'm leading up to it. So there are many reasons to ban a game. You could, like, for this game, even. You could ban it because it's anti establishment. You could ban it because Train indiscriminately kills hordes of people. Some people are just standing there, just yanks for their death, you know. But there's only one place on earth where you can get it, where it can get banned <coughs> because it promotes and, and <coughs> instructs you on how and where to tag stuff with your spray paint, your anti graffiti. Yeah. And that was our good friends down in Australia. Yeah. I've got a clip here. Uh, uh, straight out of the newspaper, and I'm just going to read a little clip, a little tidbit here, but if I may, the Office of Film and Literature Classification Re- uh, Review Board in Australia has refused to rec- uh, classify Mark Ecker's "Getting Up" constant pressure. The company's ga- the computer game premise is a future world where freedom is expressed uh, by uh, is suppressed by a tyrannical city government, and to win the game, the player has to express his message through graffiti. The decision was made five members uh, by five members who voted three to five against the classification of the game uh, Miss Maureen Shelley the uh, the conve- uh, the convener broke the deadlock on the grounds that it encourages crime the game cannot be sold demonstrated hired or imported without a classification Australia is the <laughs> only country to ban the game so far as, far as can tell is the only one that it was banned in. Uh, Now, here's the funny thing. Here are other games to be banned in Australia, include Postal. We mentioned that one. BMX X, Combat Task Force, those all got banned. Atari was not happy about the banning, especially since uh, uh, Jet Grind Radio was, was allowed to be there, which is the exact same sort of affair. Yeah. And they also had games involving murders, street racing, and whatnot that were released in the same month. So, uh, Miss Marine Shelley, when questioned on her decision, said she didn't need proof that the video games encourage crimes, only that she thought they could. So, there you go. They were This was banned in Australia because they said it's... And, and what I like, it's funny if you... Because it does sort of promote graffiti, but the fact that it shows you how to perform graffiti and where to do it I thought that was particularly amusing. I can see a bunch <laughs> of Australian kids shimmying over drain pipes and <laughs> all the crap to, to get up there to uh, to get the thing. Uh, Man, you know, if, if I could play this and paint as well as he does, I'd play it all the time. <laughs> the reviews on this game were interesting. Uh, they ranged from GameSpot gave this an eighty-four. A lot of places really thought it was interesting. They thought it, uh, the engine was good. They thought the tagging was good, and they really enjoyed the artistic aspects of it. But the places that didn't like it, like 1UP, IGN, uh, they just thought the engine was clunky. They didn't like the uh, play mechanics, uh, and they didn't like the controls, Newsflash. Uh, so it's pretty much sort of like us. Uh, if you were to want to buy this thing, it's funny, I couldn't find any box copies of the Windows version anywhere. So I don't know what that means. I mean, none had been sold, and none were for sale. But I did find the Xbox version, which I do have. I could have played it on there. I didn't think about it. It's 5 to 10 bucks. Uh, there's a limited edition that was released that's 25 bucks, and in the PS2 version, you will pay 25 American dollars to play this bad boy. So, Mark Echo, getting up. We didn't get any reviews this week for anything. I, I, I kind of didn't figure we would. A couple <laughs> oddball games, Brent. You can't really play unless you really get into it. What?
0: That's you can load it up right now, Steam for free. Before,
1: no, before we move on, Brent, any final thoughts? On the ban- banning stuff for-, for reasons like this. I mean, and also, is this something that's gone now? We're going to see more of this <clears throat> going forward.
0: I hate censorship. Right. Hate it. Right. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Yeah. Um. I I don't think you should ever censor anything unless it is uh, uh actively harmful to someone else, like promoting violence. Yeah. Um. That said and these two games should have never been banned. No,
1: no. We've played much worse.
0: They they should have never been. Or if you're going to
1: ban, they should ban them for the right
0: reasons, um, not the dumb reasons. <coughs> uh, I I think anything that can be considered a work of literature or a work of art is an expression of the artist or company, if it if you will, and should never be censored in any way. Now, if you want to restrict who can buy it, say, stop it from being sold to uh, uh, children or teens, I don't have a problem with that. But I, I don't think we should ever live in a world where you, that says, you can't buy this because I don't want you to. Well, listen,
1: we don't live in a world like that usually, but some people yeah. don't have a choice. It is what it is, Brent.
0: You know where you have... All the choices you ever need, Aaron. Is it the sweet, sweet land of Canada? It is with retro rewind. Bam. No kidding. Why? What can you do at retro rewind, Brent? Aaron, let's say you've got an amiga, right? Yeah. Like and you're like, man, I think I blew a cap. Oh, right? man. You you open that thing up. You got right. the skills, right? I do. You just don't well, I have don't. the I, parts. Exactly. Yeah. So you look it in there and you find out what you need. Yeah. And then you 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 call up Frank at Retro Rewind at Retro and you say, Frank, man, I need this part. Yeah. Bam. Done. Yeah. 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 You're right. Mailed. Man. It's right there. Now let's say you don't have the skills, right? Let's say you haven't you haven't uh, been working on your crafting, right? You haven't been clicking those buttons to get that crafting skill up. I hated that. You can you can just say, Hey, Frank. I'm sending it to you, buddy. Yeah, the make whole it, thing. Make it right. Yeah. You send it right up there. He's going to get it fixed for you. He's going to get it fixed for you fast, and he's going to ship you back a unit working, ready to go. Yeah. It's your Commodores. It's your it's your Tandy's. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's your Amigas. It's yeah. all good to go.
1: Yeah. You know, along those lines, Frank will also sell you the finest in parts in terms of uh, flash cards. Yes. I just talked to a fellow last night in chat. He'd spent a fortune getting a Kung Fu Flash imported from the UK oh, down to no. New Zealand. I said, oh, you poor guy. Not only not only could you have gotten it cheaper if you would went to retrorewind.ca, but I guarantee it's probably a lot cheaper to sip internationally from Canada than it is for the UK these days. Uh, Canada is a nice, friendly place. They'll set you up with some good shipping. And Frank, by the way, gets it done quick He's got decades of experience. He knows his craft. Brent. Absolutely. RetroRewind.ca. We love him. What do we got this week, Brent, wheel-wise? And
0: for the wheel, we have added on a little thing that we like to call team fighting. Team fighting. I love that. That was, I would love to get that because I love fighting. That's why I hang out
1: with you so much. the fight. There it is. Around she goes. A mighty spin from the Brent. And the winner is.
0: Oh, boy. It's not... What was it? Then? Oh, boy. All right. Video games of South Africa. What? Video games of South Africa. Who in God's name
1: put that up there? The Brent. That's one of yours? You knucklehead. South Africa. <laughs> Absolutely. I didn't know. That. I can't name a single game that came from South Africa. Exactly. Oh, man. Well, that should be interesting.
0: Yes. Um, this, guys, this is a piece you're going to want to come back for. Something tells me
1: you've got a ringer and you've hung me out to dry. No, That's nope. what I think
0: probably have yeah, Absolutely not, a, not. Oh, yeah, you'd never lie. So,
1: uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody, uh, in the Discord, in the chat room, on Twitch. Uh, thanks for watching us on YouTube. You can catch us every Sunday morning at 10 a.m., uh, the Brent. Hey, we want to make a quick announcement. Uh, by the time you see this show... Uh, We film Amigos every Friday night at 5 p.m., but this week's a special Amigos because boat has went, you know, that crazy boat, he's done packed up and went off to Ireland, and so me and you are going to be the Amigos this week, bam, and we're going to do a double trouble. It's going to be Amigos and ARG Presents Back to Back at 5 p.m. Eastern Standard Time this coming Friday. That's gonna be a lot of fun, Brent. Because when the cat's away, the mice will play. If you know what I mean. Me and Brent always get into trouble when boats out of town because we got to make up for the fact that he gets to go to Ireland and we're stuck here. Like a couple we, we
0: should go up to the pub.
1: Well, just filming families Irish. Get pub. up. Yeah, that's the way you do it. So please join us Friday as we look at a uh, fool's a uh, fool's errand. I believe is the game we're playing on Amigos. Then we're gonna look at these two South Africans. I means we have to get our games in quick this week. We're on much time. Should be a lot of fun. Any final parting thoughts, Brett, before we take this thing to the house? Nope. That's it. Thanks everybody. We'll see you Friday. Enjoy your week. Adios. Thanks for
2: joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed the show. A special thank you to Devin Styles for our Vector Style Graphics and ParkBit for our amazing music. If you'd like to help keep ARG spinning, you can do so at patreon.com slash ARG Presents. Just like these fine folks. Drarlet17, Laron Garout, Templar Mar, Z9K9, Jerry Dennington, Chris John Munch, Zitman, Retrology, Air Shack. Texas Foosballer, Sundown, Oraw oh, Super Tech Boy, David Terrence, Mr. B, Roushey, Graham, W. Betkey. Dave, Velociraptor, Bernhardt Lucas Steve Rathmussen Anthony Jarvis Bitterblitter Kajako6502 Kevin Bean Andy Jones Andy Craig Rob Black O'Hara Jason Warns, Mitsuyama Chris Foles Frodo Edel The Sol- Richard oh, Smith Morris, Terry Howard Olaf Hope and Rolo. They all have access to our Discord channel, their name caught out in the credits and visualized in the ending scene. Have an idea for a wheel piece? You can send it to us at argpresents at mail.com.